The College Baseball Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Just in time for the summer, the SGPN Store has a fresh new line of mesh shorts. Use the promo code SHORTS at store.gamblingpodcast.com for 10% off. All right, already. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the College Baseball Experience, everybody. I'm your host, Noah Beanick, back again, riding the solo once more, providing some college baseball gambling picks and analysis for you guys on some of the biggest games of the weekend, uh, biggest series of the weekend, sorry, biggest games on Friday. Um, I have 15 games here that I'm going to cover on this slate. Uh, 13 of them currently have betting odds, one of them being the thumbnail for the YouTube podcast. Ryan Johnson from Dallas Baptist. DraftKings doesn't have odds on Dallas Baptist. UTSA, in my opinion, the biggest series or maybe second biggest series if you want to count the top SEC series of the weekend as the best. But I, I think that the Conference USA has had this one circled for a long, long time, and it deserves the love. So we gave it the thumbnail banner. I have a little bit of the sniffles today. Um mainly maybe because I am up till now 4.49 a.m. local time. Um, I waited for the odds to come out today, and then I handicapped all these games with odds, uh, like I mentioned. Um, actually, there's three of them that don't have odds. Um, we'll touch on two of them right away in the first three games, and then Dallas Baptist, UTSA a little bit later in the show. But, uh, yeah, I... Let's say this. In the 11.7 contest last weekend, it was my worst week of the year. I went two and four. I was the only person in that contest. There's a hundred and I think 105 people that have done picks this year. Only one under 500 for the week. So your boy is now seven games out of first place. Um, before that weekend, I was only three. I was in tied for fifth. So now I need some ground to make up. And basically, I went super contrarian. Um, out of the six games, I picked one of them genuinely, and then I tried to be on the less picked side for the other five, and that worked out. So hopefully I get some good bounces, unlike this first game on Thursday night between NC State and North Carolina, because man, oh man, NC State, they were up 5 nothing after the first inning, and I was feeling really good. Then they were up 8-5 to five in the top of the eighth. Then they lost the game. They gave up four straight unearned runs, and the game winner was on a uh, squeeze play. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, enough woes me to start the pod. Um, if you didn't already listen to last week's pod, I did a bracketology episode. I'm going to reference that a couple of times with the, the games that I picked here because I tried to pick some interesting ones, whether they're on the hosting bubble or the NCAA tournament bubble or their conference tournament bubble. Um, lots of 
uh, bubbles in that last sentence, but I think it's very valid. Before we jump into the games, though, let me tell you about Shady Rays because we're teaming up with them for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized lenses, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays has durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays because their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. You already got your shades, and now it's time to get a fresh new pair of mesh shorts for the summer. SGPN has just dropped a brand new line of mesh shorts, perfect for any summer activity. Whether you want to go watch a baseball game at one of these very nice college baseball stadiums, you have the perfect shorts to take with you. Um, one of them might just say, "You uh, the don't ask to see my third leg with my parlay or something like that. I know it's really cool, uh, kind of funny, playing off the, uh, you know, the boy down there. Head to store dot sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use code SHORTS for 10% off. Okay, let's jump into these games for a week. Uh, the week of May 12th. At 1 o'clock on Friday, St. Louis is playing Davidson. It's a huge series in the Atlantic 10 this weekend as the Billikens are a half game back of the Wildcats for first place in the conference. A year ago, Davidson took two of three at St. Louis, and the Billikens are carrying just an eight and nine road record this year into Davidson, where the Wildcats are 17 and 11 at home. On Friday, SLU is seven and five, but have lost their opponent's ace three weeks in a row. Henry Littman has started all three of those games where he has a 736 ERA and 16 innings pitched. Davidson is nine and four on ace days, and I project that Ryan Fezco starts here, and he's six and four on the year with a 6.63 ERA, 41 strikeouts, 20 walks in 55.2 innings pitch. It's tight, but I think we go Davidson here as SLU is just below 500 on the road. Littman hasn't been in good form lately either for them, so give me Davidson in game one, and I'll take them for the series as well. The second game on our slate. Begins at 5.30 p.m. on Friday, just over 12 hours from when I'm recording this right now, um, in the wee hours of the morning, literally maybe three hours after we got odds, after I was done handicapping them. But uh, the number five team in the country, Vanderbilt, they're minus 115 at the number seven team in the country, Florida, also minus 115. The standings currently sit, the Gators are two games behind Vandy in the SEC East, 
And if Florida was to take two of three in this series, UF would have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the doors. These two programs are coached by two of the best skippers out there. Tim Corbin's Commodore squad is eight and six on the road and eight and four on ace days. Kevin O'Sullivan's Florida group is 27 and six at home and nine and three on ace days. I mentioned Vandy's eight and four ace day record. Well, they are one and three in their last four games, game ones, I should say. And that's mainly due to the well-documented struggles of ace Carter Holton. He's dealing with an arm issue. He has a 982 ERA in his last four starts. Two of them, he didn't even make it out of the first inning. And according to Vanderbilt beat writer Aria Gerson, he is scheduled to make the game one start, but he could be a game time decision. Florida's Brandon Sprout, he is 6-2 and two on the year with a 484 ERA, 88 strikeouts, 30 walks, and 67 innings pitched with an opponent's batting average of 186. Not to mention, Vanderbilt has the third worst batting average in the SEC, Florida second highest. We've got to take the Gators in game one here. So minus 115 for Florida. Give me them to win the series. Uh, give me them to win game one. I actually picked Vanderbilt to win the series in the 11.7 contest just because I needed to be different from a lot of people. And I think 83%, was it 83 I think it was 83% uh, people took Florida in this series. A lot of people took Florida, so I need Vandy. But I, I think winning game one is definitely going to help them set up a series victory here. Third game on our docket is UNCW at Charleston at 6 o'clock p.m. No odds currently on this game either, but the Cougars are two games back of Wilmington, who is tied for first in the conference. The CEA. The CAA is way up this year, and the Seahawks, that's a lot of Cs, but the Seahawks are 11-8 and eight on the road this year and 8-4 and four on ace day, but they've lost on Friday two weeks in a row. CFC is 28-8, and 22-8. and eight. Wow, I can't talk. CFC is 22-8 and eight at home and 9-3 and three on ace days behind Ty Good. Who's six and two with a 338 ERA, 83 strikeouts, 29 walks, and 69.1 innings pitched. I would say that's pretty good. Also confirmed on Friday to start is Jacob Slater for the Seahawks. And he was the starter for the last two Fridays where UNCW lost both. Sorry, it was Jacob Schaefer. Schaefer is six and three with a 414 ERA, 48 strikeouts, 24 walks, and 71.2 innings pitched. So I like College Charleston here. Plus, they have a staff ERA of 439 compared to UNCW's 592. So I favor them in the series as well, hosting where they are comfortable throughout the year. Game four on Friday that I am going in-depth on to talk about here. Don't you love it? 11 minutes in and four games that basically took me about 45 minutes to write handicaps for these just fly by on the podcast when I'm talking about it. Um, but we have NC State, who's minus 115 at North Carolina, minus 115. Like I mentioned, Thursday night was a absolute heartbreaker for the Wolfpack that I did have money on. They allowed four unanswered runs in the last two innings, and it resulted in a walk-off squeeze bunt, like I already mentioned. Elliot Avent used Dom Fritton, who's their usual Sunday starter. He's usually their third-best guy. He Dom Fritton pitched for 71 pitches in a losing effort. So 
the bullpen for NC State is going to be fresh for game two. But on Friday, they're without a fully rested starter, and I assume they're going to be with a half-used bullpen. So it's a must-win on Friday for the Wolfpack. UNC does have a to-be-announced starter, mainly because during the midweek they played East Carolina, and Max Carlson came in for a three-inning save. So they're probably going to wait and see how his arm is doing here on Friday morning and then announce whether he's going to make the start or not. Uh, starting for NC State, though, is Matt Willidson, and he's actually been statistically their best starter this year. He's 5-3 and three with a 274 ERA, 67 strikeouts, 22 walks in 65.2 innings pitched. So, yeah, I mean, UNC staff ERA is 536 in the ACC play this year. I don't trust what may be a bullpen game for them on Friday. Give me NC State at minus 115 here. Um. Also, at 6 o'clock, our next game is huge in the SoCon. Mercer is plus 140. They're traveling to Wofford, minus 175. The Bears are second in the conference and just a half game back of the lead. Samford is leading the SoCon, and the Terriers are one and a half games back, sitting in third. After this series, Mercer has a series with Samford, who's currently the top dog in the SoCon, and Wofford plays the Citadel for the last weekend. I'm on Wofford here. They have the best staff ERA in the conference at 5'11". I know that's not good, but they're one of the best offenses in the country. Seventh in the country with a 321 average, eighth in on-base percentage at 430, 11th in scoring with 8.9 runs per game, 15th in hits, and first in sacrifice bunts. What a stat there. They have 70 on the year. That's absolutely nuts. I think that there's a definitive edge in this game and series starting for Wofford is Colson Buchanan. He's four and four with a 501 ERA, 75 strikeouts, 19 walks and 73.2 innings pitched. Colton Cosper will bump for Mercer. He's four and three with a 554 ERA, 43 strikeouts, 21 walks in 50.1 innings pitched. So yeah, Wofford is the pick for me here because I, I like them. Their offense is much better than Mercer's. And I think they win game one and the series here. Uh, the next game on our slate that I'm going to talk about in this podcast, six o'clock as well, Louisville plus 125 at the 21st ranked team in the country, Virginia minus 155. I'm including this series mainly out of pity because both teams have not been in great form recently. The Cardinals have dropped to my last four in, in the most recent bracketology episode and Virginia is in a cold spell. Uh, they've lost four of their last five ACC series. Louisville is five and 11 on the road and six and six on ACE days. And they've lost game one in four series in a row behind Ryan Hawks, who's five and two with a 393 ERA, 76 strikeouts and 19 walks on the year. Nick Parker, Virginia's best pitcher, returns to the Friday night role after an off week due to exams and him dealing with an injury earlier on in the season. Parker on the year is 4-0 and with a 428 ERA, 58 strikeouts, 15 walks in 48.1 innings. So yeah, I'm favoring the who's here. Minus, 150, minus 155 is just a little too steep for me to actually bet it because they have been cold lately, but I think they'll be just a little bit better than Louisville, who's also been just in terrible form recently. 
Um, before we move on throughout the rest of the games of this podcast, let me talk you tell you about Talkify. Are you having a hard time meeting great people to date? Well, do you keep trying the same methods over and over if you're not? And if you know you're set up to fail, would you? Uh, it's time to say goodbye to swiping and bring back the human touch to dating with Talkify. They're trusted compatibility specialists, hand-select successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. They're the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. Here's how it works. Talkify's matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. Then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you, doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that are too hard to ask on first dates. From there, your matchmaker plans your date, introductions, and handles all communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of their clients met their person within the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. Okay. As we move through the slate that I have handicapped for us on this pod, 6.30 start time Eastern, about 13 hours from when I uh, am recording this live. The number 17th team in the country, Kentucky, at plus 130, travels to the 23rd ranked team in the country, Tennessee, minus 160. Of all the teams a year ago, Kentucky, was the one team to beat Tennessee in a series, and they also played the Vols tough in the SEC tournament. The Cats, they're 10-9 and nine on the road, but the story here is how dominant Tennessee's been at home. 30-4 and four is ridiculously good, but they're only 7-5 and five on Fridays when they've moved uh, – They've moved Chase Dolander out of the Friday rule. Um, they lost the initial game at Arkansas with Andrew Lindsay, but since that, they have won all three games. Um, and Lindsay is having success at Lindsay Nelson Stadium. What a con- what a coincidence! Um, in those three games, he has a three eighty seven ERA, fourteen strikeouts, six walks, and sixteen point one innings pitched. Um, and then getting the start for Kentucky is Travis Smith. He's 4-1 and one with a 362 ERA, 34 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 37.1 innings pitched. I can't fade Tennessee at home, but Kentucky has been the more consistent team this year. And I'm not here to bet the Vols at minus 160. That price is just a little too steep. So this is pretty much just a watch it, enjoy it. These are two top 25 teams. Um, it'll be on television, that's for sure, but not in my uh, portfolio for the bets that I'm playing over the weekend. The next game, also same time, uh, Texas Tech at West Virginia. Actually, this one, I don't know what the start time is going to be. The Red Raiders, they're minus 120. The Mountaineers, minus 110. Texas Tech, just 5-8 and eight on the road, and now they travel to Morgantown to play the Big 12-leading Mountaineers. The start time of this game, like I mentioned, is up in the air due to inclement weather, but if it is played, Tech's starter will be Mason Molina. He's 4-2 and two with a 
422 ERA, 73 strikeouts, 26 walks in 59.2 innings pitch. The Red Raiders are 8 and 4 in the first game of the weekend so far this year. Ben Hampton will get the ball for Dub V. He's 5 and 1 with a 395 ERA, 61 strikeouts, 25 walks in 70.2 innings pitched. West Virginia 16 and 5 at home and 10 and 2 on Fridays. Absolutely just incredible. The Mountaineers have the second highest scoring offense in the conference with a 305 batting average as well, um, which is also the second best, and they have the second best team year array at 418. Texas good uh Texas Techs is good for 493. That's fourth in the Big 12. I'll lean towards West Virginia, probably bet it at minus one and one ten, too. And then maybe my favorite pitcher in the country and Blaine Traxel is going to pitch on Saturday. I like his matchup against Trendon uh, Parrish. So I'll probably end up betting on Traxel's game too, just like always. So, yeah, I, I like that uh, spot for West Virginia quite a bit. I'm going to mark that for the end of the show. Um, the next game, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Dallas Baptist at UTSA. It's embarrassing that books haven't posted a number for this amazing game and series yet. Um, they're the top two teams in the conference USA. And like I mentioned, it's probably been on the marquee for this conference um, for the last few weeks now. There's no excuse not to have odds out for this game. But here's the handicap anyways, because it's a safe bet that they will be offering this. Um DBU is 12 and 8 on the road and 10 and 2 on ace day. UTSA 25 and 5 at home and 9 and 3 on ace days. Something's got to give on Friday. And let me tell you, I don't think it's going to be Friday starting pitchers. Ryan Johnson going for Dallas Baptist. He's 6 and 2 with a 290 ADRA, 92 strikeouts, 16 walks in 66.1 innings pitched and Ryan Baird will bump for the road runners. He's four and one with a 273 ERA, but he only has 22 strikeouts and that's with 16 walks and 29.2 innings pitched. So I question Baird's control. I'll probably pick DBU here with Johnson on the mound. He's had an incredible year, but you just got to wait and see on these odds that come out because if DBU opens short, I'll probably bet it. Um, but if they open long, I'd probably just stay away on Friday. Now, maybe back to back best series of the weekend. In my opinion, this one might be your favorite number six, South Carolina plus one Oh five in game one at number three, Arkansas minus minus one thirty-five. This could be your top matchup of the weekend. Both teams are pretty banged up health wise. However, I think Dave Van Horn's club has done better coping with the adversity than Mark Kingston's squad. The Gamecocks are 8-8 eight and eight on the road and 9-3 and three against opponents' aces so far this season, but they've lost two of those games in a row. Arkansas has been dominant at Palm Walker. Uh, they're 28-3 and three on the year. Dominant. And they're 10-2 and two on ace day. For the second weekend in a row, Hagen Smith is going to, he's going to, he's not going to be the closer. He's going to be the Friday night starter. It will be his eighth start of the season. He's seven and one on the year with a 256 year race, 79 strikeouts, 32 walks, and 52.2 innings pitched with an opponent's batting average of 181. Eli Jones will get the start for 
South Carolina. It's just going to be his fourth start of the season for the Cox. He is in 338 ERA, 42 strikeouts, 10 walks, and 37.1 innings pitched. At minus 135, I am all over the hogs here in game one. Lock it up for me. Uh, I just don't trust Jones yet in the SEC. Hagan Smith, they're going to try to stretch him out here uh, as maybe a starter, possibly before the NCAA tournament. I love Arkansas in this spot. And like I said, they've been coping with their injuries a little bit better than South Carolina has lately. The next game we have, same start time, I believe. Kansas State plus 160 at Oklahoma State minus 195. This is an interesting matchup taking place between the second and third ranked teams in the Big 12. Kansas State, 13-9 and nine away from home and 9-3 and three on Fridays. The Pokes, they're 23-6 and six at home and also 9-3 and three on ace days. Owen Barema will get the ball for the Wildcats. He's 6-1 and one with a 391 ERA, 80 strikeouts, 25 walks, and 69 innings pitched. And Jerron Watts-Brown will bump for the Cowboys. He's 5-2 and two with a 398 ERA, 93 strikeouts, and 37 walks in 63.1 innings pitched with an opponent's batting average of 193. I think Kansas State will be able to put up a good fight in the series on the road but I mainly think that comes in games two and three when they don't face Watts Brown because the eighth best batting average out of nine teams in the Big 12 shouldn't see success against an opponent's ace. However, Oklahoma State's staff ERA of 529, which is fifth in the conference, Kansas State should fare a little bit better against that. So against the rest of the staff, I think they could be able to put up a fight in games two and games three. But against the top man in that rotation. I'll take Oklahoma State on Friday. No bet for me just because I'm not comfortable with it after Juwan Watts-Brown. Let me grab a drink real quick. Prior to the second half of the pod. um, This this series, I found myself... uh, I, I didn't think I'd be saying the things that I'm about to say about these two teams... Clemson, minus 120, visits Virginia Tech, minus 110 on the money line. I was sold on this Hokies team in the preseason. I I really liked their team last year. They brought back the whole starting rotation, and I thought those guys could carry this team to Omaha, but right now they're just fighting to make the tournament at this point, and that's where I thought that my guy Eric Backage. I mean, wearing the Michigan hat today. Um, that's where I thought his squad would find themselves at this point of the season. But here they are in the hosting conversation. The Tigers are 11 and 5 on the road and are 6 and 6 on ace days, but they have won three in a row, averaging 8.3 runs in those games. The Hokies, they're 21 and 7 at home. And. They also have a 6-6 six and six record against opponents' aces and have won four games in a row, uh, four game ones in a row, behind Anthony Argelis, who's 3-1 and one in that span with a 435 ERA, 52 strikeouts, 23 walks, 51.2 innings pitched on the season. Um, he has a 220 ERA during that four-game span. I'm sorry, misspoke there. Um, he's not official like in that game write-up. They haven't slated him to pitch on Friday, but I think he's going to throw, and I think he's going to throw against Ethan Darden for Clemson, who had an ERA over five during those three most recent Game 1 wins. Um, and on the year, he has a 5.05 ERA, 36 strikeouts, 18 walks, and 46.1 innings pitched on the year. So give me Hokies, the Hokies minus 110 in Game 1. 
Three more games left here. They all come from the Pac-12 conference late at night on a Friday. Give me uh, – it's a 9.30 start. Arizona State minus 110 at USC minus 120. Both of these teams are on opposite sides of the NCAA tournament bubble. I think USC is just out, and I have Arizona State in my last four in. The Sun Devils are 8-10 and 10 on the road and 7-5 and five in the first game of the series while losing four. Uh, four game ones in a row. They've juggled their Friday guy during that span. Nothing's really worked for them, but they're going to start Timmy Manning here in game one. He's making his seventh start of the season, and Manning is just one and three with an 824 ERA, 54 strikeouts, 17 walks, and 39.1 innings pitched on the season. Southern Cal is 23 and six at home, seven and five on ace day this year. No clear trend on that. Uh, like the other crazy ones we've seen in the last couple of games here, but they do have Blake Soderston, who is three and two on the season with seven starts made, uh, 63 strikeouts, 21 walks in 54.2 innings pitched this season. There's a clear starting and pitcher advantage here, in my opinion, minus 120 on USC. That price is just wrong. It's going to move up, grab it ASAP, lock it up for me here. USC minus 120. Moving on to 10 o'clock Eastern, Washington plus 140 travels to Eugene, Oregon to take on the Ducks, who's minus 175 on the money line. These two teams are fourth and fifth in the Pac-12 standings and also on that NCAA tournament bubble. Washington is 13 and 8 on the road this year, and they are 6 and 6 on ace days. Oregon, 9 and 3 on ace days. And last weekend, their Friday guy, Jay Stoffel, didn't pitch, and there are no pitching projections for this weekend at all for either program. So based on that, I uh, Stofall, he was scratched last week. So my thought is that it's not as serious of an injury. So I'll project him to make the start here. On the season, he's 6-2 and two with a 283 ERA, 56 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 57.1 innings pitched. I think Washington will start Stu Flesland, who's four and two with a 4.2080 array, 67 strikeouts and 16 walks and 67.1 innings pitch. Again, look at this matchup prior to you betting it tomorrow. If Stoffel goes, it's probably a no play from me. But if he doesn't, when he was pulled last week, this offense didn't wake up. They only put up two runs against USC on last Friday. I'd give Washington a serious look at plus money here. Then, last game on our slate, 10 o'clock also, number 15 team in the country, Oregon State, minus 125 at UCLA, minus 105. Oregon State is getting hot at the right time here this year. The Beavers have won seven of their last weekend series and 16 of their last 19 games. You guys all know that I love me some Oregon State baseball. I love this program, and they're 10-8 and eight on the road with an 8-4 and four record in game ones. UCLA is struggling at the wrong time. They dropped out of my NCAA tournament field after last week, getting swept by Cal at home and losing three straight Pac-12 series. The Bruins are 18-7-1 at home so far this year, 7-5 on ace days. Trent Sellers will start for the Beavs. He's 6-1 with a 489 ERA. Um... Sellers has 89 strikeouts, 28 walks, and 57 innings pitched. Jake Brooks will bump for UCLA, and he's 5 and 5 with a 523 ERA, 66 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 63.2 innings pitched. 
<clears throat> I don't feel amazing about this play, but I like Oregon State. They're 16 and 3 in their last 19 games, and UCLA is 4 and 10 in their last 14. So I've got to go with the Beavers here. We're 31 minutes in. I just flew through 15 games. Um, absolutely crazy that uh, <clears throat> it took me about three hours to handicap 15 games. But that's where we're at. The slate's a little bit bigger now. So I'll run through uh, some of these opening lines. Campbell, minus 290. Gardner-Webb, plus 230. Uh, Campbell's hosting that game. Um some other games Baylor at TCU TCU's minus 250 Baylor two plus 200 um Wake Forest minus 300 at Florida State plus 235 Georgia Tech plus 120 at Duke minus 150 Miami Florida minus 205 at Pittsburgh plus 165 <coughs> Ooh. um UC Irvine minus 140 at Cal State Northridge plus 110 um, <clears throat> I am like choking now. I couldn't talk earlier in the podcast. Now I can't stop coughing. The sniffles that I talked to you guys about at the top of the podcast hasn't really bothered me in the 30 minutes. Um, Maryland minus 320 at home against Minnesota plus 250. East Carolina minus 320 hosting Memphis plus 250. Um, Coastal Carolina minus 195 at South Alabama, Louisiana. Minus 125 hosting Texas State, minus 105. Southern Miss, minus 300 hosting, or they're at ULM, plus 235. Houston, minus 150 at Tulane, plus 120. Georgia, minus 125 at Missouri, minus 105. Um, Mississippi State, plus 300 at LSU, minus 400. Arizona, minus 105 at Stanford, minus 125. UCSB, minus 145 at Long Beach State, plus 115. Oklahoma, minus 165 at Gonzaga, plus 135. And those were all the other games that I didn't cover. So my locks from the podcast, again, so not every week do I not have a dog, but this week I didn't have a dog that I loved out of the 15 games that I covered. Locks. Florida minus 115, West Virginia minus 110, Arkansas minus 135, and USC minus 120. Um, now let's build a parlay since we have all the odds in front of me. Um, our podcast parlays last year, they did great. Um, we're going down to this LSU game. Uh, Paul Skeens is not going to lose to Mississippi State, and their the Bulldogs pitching staff is a complete wreck. So minus 400 is going right in there. Um Jordan Thackeray in the live chat, 5.20 a.m. Shout out to you, Jordan, and also the listeners watching. I'm not a gr- I'm not a college baseball guy, but great work, bro. I'll be following a few of those. Also, go blue. Hey, that a boy, Jordan. Shout out to Michigan. Um, yeah, our boy Eric Backage doing great things at Clemson. Uh, where was uh, – so – LSU, you could easily parlay LSU and Wake Forest together like normal. Um, that would come out to minus 152. Uh, there was one more that I liked here that I might do LSU with instead of Wake Forest. Um, I like uh, Southern Miss minus 300 at ULM. The uh, LSU Southern Miss Wake 
might come out to plus money that I might like. Um, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to do LSU Southern Miss and Wake Forest. I'm probably going to bet that right after the show, those three teams come out to plus plus one twenty two, And I think that's great. Uh, Mississippi state's not going to turn over Paul Skeens. The one that could give us a little bit of trouble is, uh, Southern Miss at ULM. Tanner Hall has been better as of late, but on the road is always tricky in the Sun Belt. I don't think it's going to be Wake Forest losing to Florida State. That will be the leg that kills us, um, just because Florida State is coming off of that weekend at Notre Dame, which was pretty emotional for Link Jarrett. I think they lose game one here, the Rhett Louder. So those three, you can do LSU Wake for minus 150 or LSU Southern Miss wake forest for plus 122 that's the one that i'm going to be on for the weekend um also want to plug this before we go next week during the midweek um we're either going to do it on wednesday or thursday we're going to do an ncaa tournament preview for the college softball uh national tournament so that is going to be fun i think colby's going to join me on that one and adam pelletier contributor for SGPN. You can find him on a lot of the alt football um, podcasts and also fantasy football. Uh, so that's going to, that's going to be fun. It's going to be different. And uh, we're going to put it out earlier than the tournament. So it has like one or two days to breathe. Um, hopefully you all enjoy that. Let us know what else you want to see from this podcast, because like I've mentioned in earlier ones, once the conference tournaments pick up, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be doing this at like 4 or 5 a.m. because the odds will drop at like midnight or 1 a.m. But yeah, uh, live shows make it easier to upload onto YouTube because I don't have to upload it on YouTube. They'll already be there. I just have to go in and change the description and all that. But daily episodes for conference tournaments and then throughout the NCAA tournament, we'll have daily episodes on game days and then one in between the weeks to address the futures market. It is going to be fun. Last year, I think the first 19 days, I had something crazy of a record going. I had like 17 winning days on the first 19 shows, uh, first 19 days of the postseason. It was an insane run, one of the best runs I've ever had as a DJ. So uh, that's going to be fun. You can follow me on Twitter at 70, the word 70, the number 7, NB. You can follow the show on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Um, we've got plenty of more content coming for college baseball. We'll be posting more highlights um, when, like I mentioned, the shows are going to pick up here. My sleep schedule is going to get absolutely fucked, but there's no other thing I'd rather trade doing this for. So, I think I've rambled on enough. Check out the SGPN store. We have a brand new line of college baseball merch dropping. I wore a red. I have a. I bought a red and yellow college baseball experience. So shout out Arizona State and USC. These are your colors, red and yellow. Um, but screw the color red. I had to throw on the Michigan hat to cancel that out. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'm rambling on here. I got nothing else to fill in. Hopefully. Um, yeah, this is when the live shows kill because you can't edit it out. But uh, I think that's good. I think we're we're done with the show. Yeah. I got, I got nothing more to add. What an ending. <laughs> so with that, I, I guess I, I bid you adieu. Um, 
you've been experiencing the better side of college baseball. Adios, amigos.